Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Um, this is episode six, and we are so glad that you joined us. And hello, Rebecca, are you there? Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode. Thanks for we, listening. We um, are going to talk a little bit today about um, personal evangelism and what it means and how do we do it and why we should do it. And so our uh, reading in the scripture will be in Mark 16 and 15. And this is usually what we like to call the Great Commission scripture. And it says, um, Jesus is speaking and it says, And he said unto them, talking to his disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so today we just want to talk about that verse and what does that verse actually mean? And the word go is actually a command and it just means go. And the word preach just means to proclaim. Um, I know sometimes people think that because they're not called to be a ordained minister or a preacher that they're exempt um, from this verse, but this right. is speaking to the church. It's speaking to every born again believer to Amen. go, to go out there into the world, to talk to sinners and to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's just what we want to talk about today. And yes. I'll give you a little personal testimony. Um, growing up, I didn't really know much um, how to evangelize or to um really do much personal outreach. So back in 2012, the Lord started dealing with my heart that I needed to do more than just what I was doing. And it's amazing how when God burdens your heart over something, he doesn't just give you the burden, but he always equips us as Christians. Um, He never sends us to go do anything and then does not give us the tools to do it. Amen. So when he started dealing with my heart, um, about talking to sinners and reaching the lost, I really didn't know how to do it. Um, I'm more or less kind of backward at times, and I know that's kind of hard to believe, <laughs> but it, it really does take a little bit for me to, you know, be the first one to break the ice and, you know, be the first one to actually talk to somebody. But like I said, when God gives you a burden to do something, He always gives us the, yes, you know, amen the tools and the the things we just need to get the job done. So I started buying tracks and um, sharing the gospel. Really, it's just planting seeds. And a lot of times when you're planting the seed, you don't know, maybe you might have watered that seed or you may be the first one to actually plant the seed. Right. But in the end, the scripture tells us it's always God that gives us the increase. Amen. And so I got to thinking about, you know, what can I do to evangelize? So in my own personal life, I just started buying chick tracks and um, would just start laying them in bathrooms and the restrooms. And I would just walk up to a stranger and, and say, hey, did you get one of these? And they would just look at me and I would just, you know, <laughs> offer them the track and some of them would take them. And, you know, hardly nobody ever really resisted a track. It, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. But when you offer them something, they may not know what it is, but they'll take it, you know. Right. And so when you give them the gospel. Unless, it, unless it's a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah, true. They definitely won't take your literature. Right. Well, I think it's even in their, their um 
church doctrine that you're not even supposed to. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm just going to interject here. Yeah, and the ahead. reason why I say that is we used to have a lot of Jehovah's Witness come to the house. And I remember once that um, this uh, black lady, she came and knocked on the door. But, of course, I didn't answer it. And I wish now... I would have, um, but that was several years ago. And I remember I had saw her in town getting gas and I was getting gas and I went over to give her a tract and she would not take it. And it dawned on me that, you know, they are not allowed to take other people's literature. They sure want you to accept theirs, but oh, it's a, it's a sin if you, you know, they take yours. Yeah, that's crazy. But I, I know they're pretty strict on that. But anyway, so I would just lay out tracks, you know, I would I would put them in gas stations. And um, then I started buying um, tracks that look like credit cards. And so on the back of them, obviously, was just the way, you know, how to come to Christ, you know, all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. And it would just be the gospel message on the back of these cards on how do you get saved and why do you need to get saved? So I would just in- start inserting them, inserting them into ATM machines. And when I got gas, when I was done, I'll just stick one of them in there. And so the next person that drove up would, you know, pull that out and they would have the gospel in their hand. And so that's just another way that we can do personal evangelism. And I know there's very many ways. And I was thinking of the scripture when Jesus come upon Uh, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, the scripture, the Bible teaches us that they were casting their nets into the sea. And so Jesus spoke with them and said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so we as Christians, that's really our main job is to fish for men, to fish for souls, to fish for sinners. And I was thinking how fishermen don't always use the same bait. They may use a... um, a topwater lure. They may use a, a live worm. They may use um, other fish to, you know, catch what they're trying to catch, but they don't always use the same bait. And so I was thinking even in our own personal life, um, a lot of times it's just, I even heard this saying that the gospel is not so much a presentation. It's just a conversation. Right. And when Jesus came to the woman at the well, He just spoke to her. He just asked her for a drink. Right. You know, and then he gave her the gospel. Amen. Right. And so a lot of times um, when you're fishing for souls, it may just be a track. It just may be a very, you know, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Um, It may be God bless you. I know one time um, I was checking out at Walmart and when I was getting ready to leave, the, the cashier herself said, God bless you. And I said, yes, ma'am. Well, God bless you, too. You know, <laughs> so there's many ways that you can say something to a sinner to open up the gospel. And do you have any thoughts, Rebecca? Right. <clears throat> well, um, Leonard Ravenhill, he said one time, any method of evangelism will work if God is in it. So and that's true. Um, You know, there is so many ways to give the gospel and it's just us giving the gospel in whatever way God, you know, lays on our heart to do it. I mean, I'm married to a street preacher. And so Adam goes out and I go with him sometimes out on the streets and 
he'll preach, you know, where there's just large crowds and right. he'll go to the, you know, we live close to a college town here in Georgia, close to Athens. So he goes to the ball games because there's just thousands of people everywhere when it's football season that, you know, comes to the game. So he's out there preaching. Well, he also preaches on the weekends in Athens and will hit the bars and, you know, so it's just going. The Bible says to go into the highways and the hedges and compel others, you know, that they may come in. So you just got to go where people are at, whether that's the mall, the grocery store, just wherever right. people are at and people are everywhere, you yes. know. Um, and so, you know, God doesn't call everybody to, to be a street preacher, but we are all called to evangelize. And, yes. you know, really, if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't you want to share it with others, you know? Right. And it's the same way. Um, we have the cure for death. We have the cure for sin. And it's and it's God. It's Jesus. Right. So yeah. why wouldn't we want to share it with others, right. you know? And right. God, He's been so good to us. He saved us. And yes. I told one, one person one time that our whole duty in life is, well, the Bible says to fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And it's to be God's hands and feet, and that is to win the lost. Um, we can't save nobody, right. but like you said, we have just got to plant the seed. We just yeah. got to tell people the good news of the gospel, and it's our obligation to, you know, tell others about Jesus. Um, our obligation is not just to warm a, ch- a church pew, but to go out into the world and share the Lord with others. And you know, to my shame, I haven't always done that. And, right, me neither. you know, I don't want to get to judgment day. And God said, I gave you all of this time. I gave you an able body. I gave you a mouth. I gave you hands and feet. Right. What did you do with it? You right. know, and I think I'm going to stand in judgment and going to be wishing that I had done more for the Lord. Yes, so, right. you know, God says work while it's yet day for not cometh with no man can work. Right. Um, he also told us in his word to pray for laborers, you know, yes. the harvest. It's plentiful, but the labors are few. And, you know, so just get out there and share your faith. Like you said, it's not really a presentation. It's just a conversation. And God will open doors for you. You know, you may be shy, backwards. I am a little bit. But I can't tell you the times that I've been out in public and people came up to me and said, hey, I know you're a Christian. I can tell you're a Christian. Or where do you go to church? And right that just opens the door to talk to people. You know, I've had a man one time come up to me and ask me to pray for him that he was having marital problems and his wife had left him and his children. And he said, ma'am, I know you're a Christian. Will you pray for me? And I was in a convenience store getting a coffee. And I said, well, sure, I sure will. And I stood right there and prayed for this black man. Now where he's at today and what's ever happened to his family, I don't know. But that man was needing help, and he saw something in me, you know, right. that I could pray for him. So yes. right. that's just to every child of God, you know. If right. we're walking in the Spirit, um, God will use us. He wants to use us. All yes. God is looking for is just a willing vessel to say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. God just wants availability out of us. 
Well, no, you're so, that's so true. And, and I really enjoyed what you just said there. And a lot of times, if we're not careful, we just get so busy living life and right. tending to our own families. You know, I heard a lady say one time that, you know, our first ministry is our family. And that is true. That is our first responsibility. Is if, if, if we're married, it's our husband and then it's our children. But right. then that, it is our neighbor, you know, and I, I was thinking about how a lot of times um, evangelizing and, and witnessing, there's just many ways to do outreach. Um, you don't right. always have to just walk up to a center. Um, I know sometimes people like to go to nursing homes. Um, there's groups of people that go that love to minister to the elderly. Right. And I know that um, I believe it was the church. um I want to say Glenwood, there's a church there that ministers to people um, in in the ICU waiting room. They um, The ladies there out of this church, if, if I got the church right, cooks a meal and takes it up there. And that is such a ministry. That is Amen. absolutely witnessing yes. to, to those that are hurting. And I know that um, when we were uh, little, our mother would take us to nursing homes. And I think we hit about three on Sunday yeah. afternoon. We didn't right. always get to go to all three of them, but she had several that we would go to. And as a child, you know, at times we wanted to just get back home and do our own thing, but that molded me. And I know that that had a very big yes. influence on who I am today yes. because I enjoy it. I enjoy going to the nursing homes. I know some don't really care for that. Um, and I'm not pinning roses on myself. I'm not lifting myself up. But back in 2012, when God started dealing with me about this, I joined um, the ladies there at um, the town we lived in in Sepulpa. They were already going to the Creek County Jail. So I just tagged along with them. I went to an orientation, got my um, my um, badge there and just started going with them. And that my goodness, that opened my eyes so much to how this world is so broken. And there's such a need to minister to jail inmates, whether it's the the women's side or the men's side, but they need the gospel. And how that one scripture says, how can they hear without a preacher? How can they know the good news if we do not share it with them? And I I would like you said, I want to do more for the Lord. And the day that we're living in, I feel like we're living in the last of the last. I know we have said that many times, but I really feel the urgency to do more for the Lord and, and shame on me for not doing enough. And, you know, I've had to repent several times and ask the Lord to forgive me for knowing what I know, for being raised in a preacher's home right. and yet not doing enough for the Lord, for the sinner, for the for my neighbor, you know, Amen. sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, knowing the Bible says that all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. We've all been condemned. And we just need the remedy. We need to know what it is to gain that fellowship back with the Lord. When we sin and when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they lost that fellowship. You know, and and that's what happens with with this world. We were lost and we need a savior. And that is showing them who Jesus is and that he came and he died for them. and they can live for him, 
you know, right. and Hudson Taylor said this and, and it's, it ministered to my heart. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered, but it is a command to be obeyed. And I really, Amen. that really spoke to my heart because that is so true. A lot of times it's easy to, you know, obey this and that in the Bible. But when it comes to this, a lot of times we don't want to do it. Right. You know, and, and I know there's, like I said, there's many ways that you can approach a sinner. And I know right. growing up in a preacher's home, many times our mother would take us to the bedside of someone that was sick in the hospital. Many times we were mm-hmm. up there when the person was dying yeah. and we would quote them scriptures. We would, right. you know, read Psalms 23 to them and, and we ministered in song. You know, mom would start off singing and and. We joined in with her and that was just, you know, another way to witness and to help somebody that needed the Lord. Amen. So, do you have anything, Rebecca? Yeah, that's so good. And no, um, you're right. I mean, the call, the clarion call is just for everybody. And that is just for us to, you know, c- to give the gospel. I mean, the world is is dying by the millions every day, you know, and I don't want my worst enemy to go to hell. Right. And, you know, I just want to encourage those that are listening to, you know, find find something that you can do. There is a work for God that that you can do. We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. Some people can speak better than others. Some people can, you know, are, are more animated. I know that I'm I can be kind of backward and kind of be soft spoken at times, but you know, it's just doing whatever you feel like God is leading you to do. And yeah. I know I remember when you had started the whole um, track thing and you was telling me about it. And it's kind of neat because God is was also dealing with me about that as well. And and that was back when I was really, really shy. And um, I thought, how am I going to get a track and just go up to a person and say, here, you know, yeah. I want to give this to you. But the thing about it is it's really just on the job training. It's just yeah. getting out there and doing it over and over and over. And you'll right. find that the more times you do it, the easier it gets. And yeah. right. if you're one that's not very outspoken and you kind of have man fear and you don't really like, like talking to people, well, just get tracks. And like you said, there's so many places you can place them. I know I order tracks and they're little business card tracks. And so every time that I stop to get gas after I pay with my credit card, I'll stick that little track in that credit card slot. So the person that comes behind me, you know, when they get ready to uh, get their gas, they'll pull that track out. Right. So right, there's just many ways. And even at ATMs, you can do that. And even right. if you don't want to do that, I mean, you can leave tracks anywhere. Right. So it's just, you know, you can slip them in a bill if you pay your bill through the mail or, um, you know, there's just, wow, there's many ways. And if if those that are listening don't have any idea, you know, where to get their tracks from or how to, you know, distribute them, just email us. Um, right. Let us know and we'll give you plenty of resources. There's a lot of resources online. Right. And many places you can go to get some good gospel tracks. I um I saw this acronym several years ago when I was you know, researching about how to witness, you know, what to do. And this acronym, Bob, I found, um, and I believe it's Mark Cahill. 
um, had it in one of his books, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the first B is a burden. And you'll never do anything for the Lord if you do not have a burden. But if you pray for a burden, God will give you a burden. And the O in Bob is opportunity. Like you said earlier, the harvest is plenteous, but it's the labors that are few. But O for opportunity, they're everywhere. You know, yes. it may just be the the lady at the drive through window. It may be your cashier at Walmart or Target or wherever, wherever it is, wherever the, the centers are. There is your opportunity. Right. And then the last B is boldness. God will give you. He will equip you with power. Um, he gives us the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives us that boldness. Yes. You know, I, one scripture I think Paul said, pray that we may have the boldness to utter the gospel. Um, right. God will always give us the courage that we need. Like Amen. I said, he'll never give you a burden, an opportunity, and then not give you the boldness to follow through with it. Amen. Um, I've just never seen it. I've never seen God call a preacher that hated to preach. <laughs> right. I've never seen God, you know, give a a person the gift of singing and they hated to sing i've just never seen that when right. god called you to do something you Amen. enjoy it yes, you know that's and right it really it saddens my heart every time i think of this scripture when he said i sought for a man who would make up the hedge and i found none you know and right. god helped me don't let that be you know instead of me i sought for somebody in sequoia county oklahoma and i found none no but let me be the one that stands in that gap let me yes, be one amen. that's working for the lord you know amen. let that's me right. be one that god looks down and says you know i find her about the father's business she's doing something you know i never want to be idle i don't want to be one that's that unprofitable servant amen. when god has like you said rebecca when he's given us hands and feet yes. and amen. a mouth to speak um i was i've been trying to read the fox book of martyrs and and reading the life of all of those that died for the you know the gospel's sake and I was reading about this Chinese or a missionary that went to Chinese and he was he had one leg amputated and somebody questioned him, said, why would you go over there with one leg? And he said, because I knew those with both legs would never go. And wow, that just really pricked my heart, you know. Here I am, God. I've got an abled body. Lord, help me to use it for you. Help me to be willing to do whatever it is. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And let it be said of Melinda McDaniel that she was about souls. You know, I want to be one that can help a sinner find their way to the cross. Show them the good news of Jesus Christ and that he's willing that not any perish, but that all come to repentance. Amen. I just challenge, you know, whoever may be listening, that if you don't know what to do, ask the Lord. He will show you. He will absolutely direct you and guide you and just get a burden. He'll give you an opportunity and he will give you boldness. So pray for Bob. If you think of the word Bob, pray for Bob. And I promise you there will be great rewards. It may be just, you know, you coming along and watering the seed that somebody else has planted. But only God knows, you know. And so I just uh, 
you know, you have anything you want to say, Rebecca, before we don't Yes. And don't worry about, you know, if you get someone saved or not. God, we should never be worried about numbers. I mean, if you look at Jesus, we would say he was unsuccessful. Look at the, you know, the many people that followed him. And then look how many went to went with him to the cross. You know, Um, we look at Noah, only eight people were saved during the flood and it was just him and his family. So when you're sharing the gospel, I know sometimes it can be disheartening and discouraging if you're out there and, you know, you're witnessing to people and it just seems like that nobody wants to get saved or wants to, you know, pray or or change their life. Don't worry about that. You just be faithful in spreading the gospel, just giving the good news, and God will give the increase and God will come along and you'll see fruit from your labor. You will. Right. And, you know, just be faithful. That's all God is looking for, someone that's willing and that will be faithful. You know, God put it in every Christian um, to worship and and worship. If we worship God, we're going to want to share him with others. That is our whole duty on this earth is to share him with others. Otherwise, if God wanted our fellowship, he'd just let us go ahead and go on to heaven. Right be there with them forever, you know, but like I said earlier, he he wants, we, we are his hands and feet and it's our duty to, you know, to be, to be so winners. I know the Bible says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. And, you know, I want to be a wise person. The Bible says in James, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and Amen. shall hide a multitude of sins. So Amen. I heard a preacher one time preach on uh, God is on a search and rescue mis- mission, and he is. He came to yes. seek and to save that which is lost. And I want to I want to do that as well. I want to be out there giving the gospel, telling people, you know, there's hope. There's a better life. Yes, there's right. people struggling. They're discouraged. Amen. They're bound. They're in chains of sin. Yes. And we have the hope for them, and, and it's right. God. Right. And I just, you know, want to encourage our listeners to get out there, share your faith, and do something for God while you have an opportunity. Right. And you'll find that it's so rewarding. It's so yes. rewarding when you're out there and somebody, you know, looks at a track or, you know, you might can just say the word, God bless you. Or, you know, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus wanted me to tell you that he loves you. When Amen. you see them, like, yes. it, it's like they just put a smile on their face. You can see it in their eyes that, right. wow, you know, somebody spoke to me something nice. You know, we're living in a day and age now where there's just so much hardness, so much sin, so much meanness and corruption that, you know, the Bible teaches us we're the salt and we're the light of this world. And, you know, the the world is looking for us that we have, like you said, the good news. We have the best thing that they need, and it's Jesus Christ. He's the remedy for our sin. Amen. And I just challenge you to just ask the Lord what you can do to, you know, share the good news. And I promise you, He'll show you. You'll find somebody when you get to praying about it. God will always challenge you on what you pray. When you pray and ask the Lord, what can I do? I promise you, He will give you something to do. Amen. So we hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Um, It's challenged my heart to do more. You know, like I said, we're living in the last the last hour. You know, it's fixing to be night when no man can work. 
So while we can, let us be busy doing, you know, doing what we know to do. And that's loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so we appreciate you tuning in and we hope this has been a blessing. And we'll see you on the next episode. God bless you.